We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner Impossible. Coming up, the latest episode of the KCSN Draft Show. Welcome back to the KCSN Draft Show. It is so close. We are eight, nine days out from the NFL Draft. I cannot wait. We got a lot of stuff fun planned today. Cannot wait to talk to my pals. Eric Galco, what's good? What's going on? We're almost there. It's, it's, I always forget when I do this show that like the draft's coming to you guys. Like You guys aren't going to the draft. Like You're just going to like pull up and just have your famous Kansas City barbecue and like wait till the end of the first round for the Chiefs to draft. So... I do. <laughs> yeah, dude, we can't wait. Like, yeah, the the city's already buzzing. I was downtown on Sunday, and it's like it's already getting hype. Maddie Lane, hi. I get to see you in eight days. This is this is true. I I do have to come to the draft, but that's okay. It, it's fine. I'm. It's I get to come hang out with Ken, Craig, and you know Eric doesn't want to come out there and hang out with us. That's all right. No. He's decided he's had enough of us virtually. He's like, he doesn't want to come hang out with us. He's right. Yeah. Peace, guys. Once a week is fine. That's enough. Three days to drink. Well, yeah, no. I'm excited. I'm excited for the draft to start. Like I said, it's we're now. I think I talked about it last week. You're kind of to that point where you really want to fast forward through this and just get to the draft. Now it's kind of starting to get fun again. We're having all these fun rumors flying off. Vegas doesn't know what to do with all their betting lines. Like this is the chaotic week, and then starting this weekend or in the next week, then like you start to get. I don't know about what to say, real rumors, but you get some more, you know, good information that comes out between them. So it's kind of like an exciting time. Yeah, you like it's like you get this just slow dead period where everybody's slogging through, and all of a sudden it's just you're drinking from a fire hose with all the rumors, information, everything just flying around. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we are going to go over the safety class today, and we're also going to do a segment called Eric Galco hosts the show. Uh, and I, dude, I can't wait for it. I am so excited. But we're going to go through the safety class first. Uh, we're going to talk about it. like I know like. If you're a Chiefs fan, you probably haven't been paying a ton of attention to the safety class as much as some of the other positions just because, you know, the Chiefs have, uh, you know, they, they brought back three of the safeties from last season and added Mike Edwards. So you're probably not looking too closely at the safety class relative to some of the other positions. But, I mean, you know, they're hard to watch. They're off the screen. Like, I can't see them. Do they really exist? Like, are they actually doing anything? Oh, so you're a broadcast view watcher. Got it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> out on himself. That's tough, Maddie. Wait a second. Wait, I'm going to tell Catapult on you if you think. Oh, <laughs> be careful, buddy. Oh. 
Uh, anyways, uh, we are going to talk about the safety position here today and kind of just look through them a little bit. Uh, I want to, we kind of always start the show with this. I'm just kind of curious, like Galco, you, your opinion on how many safeties wind up going round one, we are counting Brian Branch as a safety. So are, do we think Brian Branch goes, goes in round one? Do we think anybody else outside of Brian? Branch? No, I mean, if I was set the odds in Vegas, it'd be either, you know, 0.5 at a pretty high, you know, whatever else or 1.5 pretty low too. I don't see anybody else getting in there at safety as much as I'd like to be like, this guy could be a wild card. It feels like the next group of safeties is about two or three guys and they'll all come up the board in mid round two. But Branch, I wouldn't say a lock, but it feels pretty likely there are two or three teams and he's a classic guy that's like, He's going to fit in any playoff team. He's going to be a different guy, but like Antoine Whitfield Jr. type impact as a rookie, and like it's hard to just not take that guy in round one. So I think he'll go. Feel pretty confident in that, but it'll be just him. And, and yeah, I mean the the versatility. Like he played a lot in the slot, obviously for Alabama. Uh, so like you got it. You already walked in the NFL with a little bit of experience there. He still, I have no doubt that he can play safety if asked to. In you know certain parts, at least of playing safety, you're probably not going to slap him back there and ask him to play as a center fielder and get sideline to sideline, but. He can do everything you're going to ask. I, I think I saw like one of like the craziest stats was uh, Pro Football Focus has uh, like they rank their missed tackle percentage and stuff like that. And like since they've been doing it, his missed tackle percentage this past year was like the best they've ever charted, not just out of safeties, but out of linebackers or safeties. And it shows up. I mean, he is a really good tackler. And he, there's one position that just making sure you get guys on the ground that kind of matters. It's uh, it is safety. Yeah. Oh, I just like it's interesting that you kind of brought up Antoine Winfield because I, there is, I think, some similarities. I think he's a little bit more souped up. Like, just like you said, you talk about some of the tackle consistency, but I think you're looking at, hey, like, the guy's not a great athlete. Um, obviously, yeah. didn't test through the roof there, but just consistent, solid, smart, high level communicator, physical, willing tackler, all these things that you're kind of talking about here, just elite instincts. Like, those are guys, you're right. Like Antoine Winfield went 45. I believe there was some medical stuff that might have pushed him down a little bit farther, if I remember correctly, with a shoulder or something like that, right? I, I think Brian Branch goes round one somewhere. Like, I just think he's just too good of a football player. The last piece on Branch, too, is that not to make a basketball comparison, but like, no matter what your defense is, he's going to fit in naturally. He's not going to be like your ace. You need a good corner or a free safety or a linebacker to kind of like make him do his thing, but he's going to be this specialist that can be again different than Winfield is more of a safety than a corner Winfield is more of a corner playing nickel too but impact guy not going to miss tackles not going to make mistakes can cover a slot can cover a tight end can finish as a run defender you can be out there with two linebackers and easier third linebacker strong safety nickel and you're okay so I think for all those reasons you know the Jaguar has been linked because um, Trent Falke loves the Bama SEC guys but I think a lot of teams in that 20 to even the early 30 range would be interested I like it uh Maddie I'm going to ask you who's your safety to Oh boy. Um, does it matter? Uh, no. Okay. Um, I, I kind of like, uh, I, I like Sidney Brown, uh, out of Syracuse. I, I like the athleticism he has. I, he's a little bit limited. Like you're going to play him at the, up near the box. You're maybe going to match him up with tight ends that are hopefully not as athletic as Sam Laporta because he gave him the business a little bit when they matched up against Iowa. But like, I, I don't love the safety class overall from top to bottom. And like, I just kind of like the, the physicality, the aggressiveness he plays with downhill. And it's just the athleticism when I'm dealing with a, a safety class that I don't think, like I said, is that great. Just give me the guy that's probably the best athlete. We'll try to find a way to fit him in there. I feel like you're drafting a lot of third safeties anyway that are going to play a specific role. And I have a pretty good idea how I'm going to play Sidney Brown if he was on the football team. So like that's, I think that's where my safety two ended up settling up. Mostly because Christopher Smith's athletic testing was so bad. I loved it watching Christopher Smith out of Georgia on film, but like man, he, he couldn't run. And like that is concerning at safety. So, Galco, I want to ask the same question to you. Who's your safety to? 
I love JL Skinner. Um, he's a guy we've had a super high grade on since before the year. I know some ups and downs. Obviously got hurt in the draft process and that hurt him too, but I've seen him do both strong and free stuff in college. He has a solid sideline range. Again, he's just a pretty rare guy, right? He's what, six, six, four as a safety, but can move well. I think he can match up a little bit. And I think he's, he's him for me of like, Hey, because he's so long and he's a pretty damn good athlete that he can make mistakes and still be a capable safety. I think there's still a ceiling for get to for him too. So I think he's, in my opinion, arguably maybe the best safety in the whole draft. As much as we like him, depending on what you need. But for us, he's a clear two. But I think uh, to give Maddie credit, I believe Sidney Brown be the second safety taken in the draft. And even though I think NFL teams can agree with you, Maddie, like, hey, there's a lot of guys that are more situational guys, third safeties. History tells us how many safeties are going to get drafted in the top 100, even in a bad draft on the low end. And there's not enough guys, right? Tackle and safety are two positions that like supply demand. There's not enough supply for the demand. And we'll see a lot of those guys get pushed up. I think Sidney Brown could go as early as like the late 30s, early 40s in round two because teams really weak to safety. So I think we'll see two or three go in round two and, and maybe a drop off in round three because teams want to get their guy before it goes down. It's, I, and just this is just a weird sidebar, but it's just so interesting to hear things like that where Sidney Brown could go in the late 30s and you're just like looking at stacking like it they, people keep joking about like 10 through 60 and it's just so true yeah. like you're just gonna see some just scattershot you know different positions all over you know 20 to 60 like I or 10 to 60 I genuinely buy it because like you're right I mean you're right like all the logic is sound for that I wouldn't necessarily like Maybe I, I think there's probably gonna be players I like more on the board than Sidney Brown, but like how teams are starting to, you know, where teams start taking different guys in different he's positions. Very easy to talk. You need a safety. He's a great person. He's a great athlete. He had a great process. Like at worst, you reached, but if he ends up starting for you, then who cares if it's 35 or 55, right? So mm-hmm. like I think that's why teams are like, hey, Sidney's the guy that can fit our defense. That's why I think he'll be too. But it'll be him, JL Skinner. Uh, and Jair Brown will all be the next safeties. And then after that, our guy Javaris will be the more players too. But those feel like the three that'll be in that second round area. And after that, maybe it'll be a drop off for teams. Yeah, I, it's uh, it's going to be interesting, man. I'm glad you brought up Jail Skinner because I've, of all the people I've talked to, you've definitely been the highest on him. Yeah. I, I, you kind of laid out your logic on, you know, thinking about him. And it's true, like just, just the measurables, the unique measurable size, length, athleticism, like that is, that's checking a lot of boxes in that can make a big impact on on the back end of a secondary. I'm going to be fascinated to see where he does wind up going. Um you brought you brought up Jair Brown. What do you like about what 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 do you like about Jair Brown? Just makes plays and I think the instincts match up. And I think sometimes we look at ball production, right, which I get mad sometimes when I hear Scott's about ball production or sack production like hey, there's more context to it, but I think for Jair it matches up. And and I've talked to Jair multiple times like he was going to come to the Shrine Bowl and he ended up not doing that to kind of get ready for the draft process but like we talk ball we talk film and like he's that kind of guy and I think he's someone talking about a quarterback you kind of just get a feeling like all right this guy actually knows what the heck he's talking about and doing he's not just running an offense Jair is kind of like that I think his Penn State teammates felt the same way we had a couple teammates at Penn State at the Shrine Bowl I talked to about that I think the instincts and the confidence kind of match up and it's one of those things where JL Skinner as a comparison can make way more mistakes and still be fine I think JR has a smaller window because he's not as good of an athlete, but someone to a quarterback like Brock Purdy or a lot of those guys, like he's just so confident and knows what he's doing that he's going to keep making plays in the NFL. So some teams think, hey, he's going to be more of a guy that we want to see if he works out for us, whatever else. But I, I feel good about him being a starter. I think he'll go, he'll go in that round two, if not early round three area. But 
I like the instincts. It's overused sometimes, but I think he's probably the only safety, maybe the only DB in the whole class. Why well, I think his instincts is truly a strength because it matches up with what he's talking about and what he's actually looking for. I mean, Brown for me was a, it's a guy kind of that I, I struggled to put through there because you hear all the stories similar to what you're just saying, where he's very, he understands what he's talking about. The instincts are there. And I think you see that on tape, but then yeah. I, you kind of hit the nail on the head. His margin of error is a little bit smaller. And I thought a lot of times he moving at full speed, I thought he really struggled to like throttle down and change direction. So I saw him miss quite a few tackles, just not being able to come to balance or to stick to yeah. a, by a hard break that he thought was covered. I mean, it, I don't like to call out a specific play, but when you get shook by Payne Durham, like that kind of sticks with you. That's just not sometimes like the most athletic tight end. And so just little things like that kind of stuck with me. So like I do see a smaller margin for error. So I struggled with that. But being someone who doesn't get to talk to him and see him on the whiteboard, like that does change entirely what you're saying. If you can sit there and tell me like, oh no, I understand everything that's happening here and why I missed this, that matters a lot. So he's one of those guys that I could definitely see the NFL liking based on the ball production and his IQ and stuff like that. Just is a little bit harder to watch and just see on film a guy that I I fell in love with as a starting safety based on that the athleticism concerns that I had. And at times it almost feels like he doesn't completely understand his physical. Like for me personally, there's a couple of times I didn't feel like he completely understood his physical limitations. Like he's yeah. flying around, like you talk about like instincts and breaking on the ball and driving on the football a little bit, but he's not coming as much controlled to the point of contact to you know where the play needs to be made. And he's just a little bit, I don't want to say it kind of comes off at times like he's a little bit too much of a gambler at times. Yeah. And like, I think that's one of the things I kind of pay attention. Like you say, okay, so this guy's flying around like a chick with his head cut off. It almost looks like that sometimes, but it's just probably true. It's just instincts with maybe, maybe needs to understand his athletic limitations a little bit better is maybe the best way. I can put it. Yeah. Run defending is definitely something he has to get better. That was definitely a weakness on film and not being a plus athlete is, is limiting there too. But he's again, for some teams, he's a third safety, but very high floor, like he's going to be on NFL roster and be part of rotation and if he ends up starting all the better. But I, I get, like I said, it's, it's kind of a lackluster safety class. I think teams feel pretty confident with him. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. Kansas City, the NFL draft is almost here. It's a fantastic time for our city. Chiefs have 10 picks, but there's one selection that every football fan can share, and that's an ice-cold Miller Lite. The players change, the coaches change, the rules change, but Miller Lite is still the perfect beer for draft time, game time, and everything in between. It's light on calories, not taste. Till kickoff comes around again, enjoy the beer that tastes like the season. Miller Lite, great taste, 96 calories. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com KCSN. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Appreciate everybody that's been hanging out uh, here at KC Sports Network. We appreciate all your support. we got so much stuff going on during draft weekend. We are going to be live every single day on the KCSN YouTube channel for every single pick of the 2023 NFL draft. Cannot wait. Going to be a lot of fun. Eric Galco will not be there uh, because he does not like us. Uh, I, I I will say, Kent, I have I've checked on flights last second flights. I have not a hundred percent ruled out, just like ninety nine percent ruled. But okay, I'll, I'll believe it. Look, yeah. bullying's working right now, so I, we just got to keep up. <laughs> yeah, we just got to keep bullying him. Uh, and then good things will happen. Uh, but let's I'm a big bull your friends, guys. I'm a big bull your friend. Big fan bully. Absolutely, keep bullying me. That's what I need. We got Tucker to set a parody account up like a week within the last week. So now we just got to get Galco to burn his hard earned money on a flight to Kansas City. Uh, let's talk more about the safety class, though. We are kind of just going up and down and looking, you know, looking at this board. And we kind of talked about some of the guys that are, you know, looking, you know, day one, early day two. But, um, you know, again, you've got you, you had some you had some quality safeties there at the East West Shrine Bowl. I'd love to, you know, to kind of talk to you about a little bit. Your various Owens is a guy I'd kind of want to hear, you know, your opinion on right off the top. Yeah, I, I think he's uh, will be our top safety drafted. I think he'll go. I don't think he'll go late day two. I know two teams have him kind of graded in that area. Again, that's always when they go that area. They usually go probably the round after, if not later on too. But just super well liked by teams, and I think he had a really good twenty twenty one season when that defensive back group was a little bit more cohesive and better. I think this year. Again, it's, it's always important. I think DB units, it's almost like offensive line where like when you're not in sync, one guy can look really bad. And that's not always his fault. I think um, Javaris took a bigger role this year. And there's some mistakes on film that I think if you actually kind of know what they're doing, it's not as big of an issue there too. But outside of some run defending stuff and maybe some misreads, like I think he's a complete safety. And he's he's probably one of the four or five guys that when we invited and announced him, I probably got like seven texts being like, that's my guy that I love in my area. So I think he's really well liked by NFL teams. Complete safety, can play both spots, can play cover two, can come down the box and make a play as a run defender. Again, a little bit inconsistent there, but can get better at it. Has the length. I think he goes somewhere early day three, and I think he's my favorite of the Shrine Bowl guys to probably have an immediate impact because he'll be drafted the right spot, but also as a plug and play kind of guy. Well, and I think that's key when we're talking about the safety group, and we've said it a few times. I don't want to keep like driving it home like Kent was pre-show, but it's not the the best <laughs> safety class, right? And so when we're sitting here and you say somebody like Owens can go out there and play all the roles, you know, for safety, there's countless different things you can do, but to simplify it, you know, you got deep coverage and then you got man coverage and then the run defense, a guy that shows that he can do all three of those. And like that matters. Owens is one of the few safeties in this class that has experience. You could point out the positives and the ways he was kind of like weaponizing all those roles. It's like you very clearly see a role for him going to the next level, whether it's as a starter or, again, it's like a third safety to where you insert in and he has that versatility to let other guys move around. That kind of stuff, I think, goes a long way when you're talking about the safety position, especially in today's NFL where all these different, you know, too high Fangio-level systems are just shifting guys pro-snap, pre-snap, and all over the place. 
this kind of, that kind of stuff matters. And if teams are comfortable with him filling in all those rules, it's kind of like we talked about with offensive linemen. You can play five spots. That matters a lot. You can do all three rules of the safety. That matters a ton. Nailed it. I, I know you brought up uh, Art Green last week as a yeah. guy that might be a corner convert, but do you think that he's a safety on a lot of teams' boards still? Yeah. That's the teammate. That's your very so his teammate, by the way. Art. Yeah, he, he, and I think corner, I mean, he, he looks the part. He's long. He's a skinnier guy. He can play a little press. He just wasn't consistent at corner this year. But, again, I think I mentioned that last week, too. He played safety at the Hula Bowl, and he was really good there. And Art has done wonders because, A, he played well at the Hula Bowl at safety, played well at the Shrine Bowl at safety, so teams were like, all right, it's not just like one or two practices. And then he tested like a freak, which we already expected. Like, he's gone from a guy that teams thought was a training camp corner to a team told me, like, maybe he goes in the fourth, like fifth, sixth round draft pick. So credit to Art, awesome kid. Maybe in the long run, corner wasn't the best spot for him. He played safety at Houston his whole career. Who knows what happens, but... Yeah, I mean, the combine testing, the length is pretty hard to find, too. So he's, like, I, I hate to say locked to be drafted. I'm only going to be there. But I'd be really surprised based off the feedback I've heard that, like, if he's not picked, just what I know of those teams, too. And I think he, Jordan Howden of Minnesota at the Shrine Bowl, he's feeling he's going to get picked. I have a good sense of what team. I'm not going to say which team, but one team really likes him a lot more than everybody else. I think he's going to go to that team in the fourth, fifth round. Christian Izian well-liked. So we had a good group of safeties that I think have, benefited from the Shrine Bowl, but to give them more credit, a lot of those guys have crushed the draft process beyond the Shrine Bowl to give them a lot of credit. And I think we'll Izzy and Art Green, Howard and all those guys did a really good job. I really enjoyed talking to uh, Izzy when we were out there in Vegas. It was a good guy to sit down and get a talk to. And then I, I think the day after we talked to him out of practice, and it was it was an accident because you're not trying to level somebody out there, but he actually ran like straight through the chest of one of the wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah, I was, he were, I, I had Dr. Christian, I was a little worried. He was, he's trying to get a job and I love it. And I think he's, he's physical and those Rutgers guys have a history of being physical and he showed it. But, uh, but I think again, no one got hurt, thankfully, but he's, he was not holding back in the Shrine Bowl practice. I love it. I'm glad you yeah, brought no. up Christian, Christian. Oh, you go, Maddie, continue. I'm sorry. No, nope. Go ahead. No, it's no, go for it. If no, you've got, please, the floor is yours. I was really, is yours, Kent. He was one of he was one of the more enjoyable players to kind of watch leading into the Shrine Bowl process too. Like he just he kind of captured your attention a little bit. You know he's got some slot ability. Like he's gonna get down there and play in the slot. He's tough. He's competitive. He's physical. He's not the biggest guy. You know he he could make some plays on the football a little bit. But like there's just there's a lot to like about him. Um, it, drafted. I mean, do we think Christian Izian is getting drafted? Yeah. All said and done? I, I think the one point, too, and again, I feel like we said this three or four times, but again, safeties are a lot like line where you have to kind of know context. Izian was playing in a different spot in 2022. He's playing closer lines for him. playing more nickel, strong safety. And in 2021, like, that's why a lot of teams had, it's funny how this draft works sometimes, like early to mid day three grades and him coming into the year because he's playing more cover two and playing deeper in the backfield and he's really good there because he's explosive he can come up field he can stop quick slants he can finish on the perimeter he's a great tackler he can make plays downfield and playing upfield or, or playing in the box more was not really his strong suit and I think teams know the 21 from was great all-star games can kind of level set a little bit make go back and watch and again I, I think I think he's not the freaky athlete art was that kind of secured art being a likely draft pick but I just had many teams were like we would like that guy in our team I mean, I'm just going to hope that it's the Patriots, right? They coached him. They love Rutgers players. He fits the Patriots mold. I'll hope them. But I think when it comes to sixth, seventh round, like no team has told me like he, he's going to be a special teams guy for somebody. He can play a few safety spots. He's tough. And he's going to be a guy in training camp. That's going to be a bitch to cut. Like, I think that's where every team thinks that. And those guys usually don't fall out of the draft. If they do, they make a lot of money as a pretty free agent. But 
I don't think he's going to fall out of the draft at this point. It's close, but we'll see what happens. I think the specialties value is a very, very good point too. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, I think with a lot of safeties too, like period, like that's just, you've got to be able to, you got to be able to hang your hat there. Trey Dean is a guy I wanted to ask you about too. You know, obviously like four, seven, five, 40, like not the, not the, not the fastest guy. A lot of the, like the three cone was exceptional, you know, yeah. just kind of an interesting, I don't want to say scattershot athletic profile, but he's a bigger safety you know, 6'2", 200, it's, a, it's long, but just kind of a scattershot athletic profile. What's the draft process been like, you think, for trade? Yeah, it's been a bummer. He had, he had a hip injury at the Combine, and it wasn't totally back yet for Pro Day. So it was it was a bummer because um, I think there's a world where he's fully healthy and he runs a high 4-4 and he's a slam dunk draft pick. Trey was a guy we invited the year before, um, and I think he is, again, we're not overusing something. It's just really is and and Trey, I would really say like special teams value is going to be what makes them a draft pick and or makes a roster. Like Jordan Howard and Javaris Owens, they can play it and that's fine, right? But playing it because you got to have eleven guys on special teams and being an ace are very different things. Yeah. And I think that's what Trey. Most teams had told me like he's a really good football athlete. Didn't test well as I hope, which maybe is a knock a little bit. But on the football field, he's a clearly a good athlete. Um, and I think that's like, the testing will probably raise some eyebrows there. I think he's unfortunately kind of made it harder to kind of make the case for him in the room to be a draft pick. I think there's still a good chance he is because teams liked him a year ago, like him right now. But that's what happens in the draft process, and it's a bummer. I won't go through all the stories, but talking to a lot of guys, I'm like, man, if I just wasn't, my ankle was, you know, if I was 100%, not 95%, maybe I'd run a 4-4 instead of a 4-5. I'm going the fifth round. So it's just a testament to, for Trey that, like, hey, the draft process sucks, um, and it's not always, like, as fun and rising the draft. You get hurt a little bit. But, again, Trey's – earned a draft spot. He played great at the Shrine Bowl, one of the better DBs talking to scouts. We'll see what happens on draft night. All right. I'm going to speed around a few safeties at you yeah. just, just to get through some of these names. Some of these guys, you know, names are probably known. So, like, yeah. it's good to talk about them. So, uh, Jordan Battle, safety out of Alabama. Just, like, the quick, you know, elevator yeah. pitch. Split on teams um, and how much they like him. I think some teams worry about the athletic testing. as a lot of Bama guys. He'll get drafted somewhere on day three, but it's not going to be the second, third round like people are expecting before the season. Yeah, uh, Brandon Joseph, another guy, high profile a couple years ago, a lot of ball production. Then, you know, not as good of a year with Northwestern, transfers to Notre Dame. It's fine, but kind of it seems like he's kind of fallen a little bit from where he was two years ago going into the year. Yeah, teams have a really tough time with guys that are super hype because you lower the expectations. Sometimes I, I think teams have almost overcorrected. I've heard a lot of mid to late day three grades on Brandon. Um, well, I don't think he's going to go undrafted, but it wouldn't shock me. I think he's still a good day three pick. But again, when you have those expectations and you don't play that level, then you don't test well and you know, Brandon couldn't play in an all-star game because he didn't get enough classes done. Like, these small things teams started to get worried about. But talk to Brandon. He's a great kid. He's a smart kid. Just maybe has had the best draft process. But I think he'll be a draft pick. But it'll be later than people thought a year and a half ago. I Real quick, just stepping in. Like, it feels like that's not like maybe a little bit too – like you said, overcorrection. I, I yeah. feel like I would be thrilled if the Chiefs took him. Like, if they took him in round four, I'd be happy. Like, I really – like, he's just a solid football player with a not great athletic profile. But even at Notre Dame, he was still making some really impressive flash plays, like some high-level moments where like, oh, okay, that's the guy that people got so excited about a couple of years ago. Like, I don't totally understand. agree. If if I told you, like, what, nine months ago in August that, hey, you can get Jordan Battle and Brandon Joseph with two fifth-round picks, you'd be like, that sounds great. I will do that, please. So and that's possible this year. So we'll see what team does that. And, again, maybe they just are who they are, but I have a hard time thinking both of those guys won't be successful NFL players, right? One of them at least it's- it's like, but it's like, 
how much real quick it just it feels like how many times do we go through a draft and say this guy's a really good football player but not the best athlete and it works out yeah i i just i feel like the hit rate on those kind of guys seems a lot higher than the average fifth round pick yeah i'm i don't know it just i don't know it just i don't get it (laughs) that's all I obviously don't get to sit down with the guys and talk to them, like to see, understand how they know yeah. about football. But when I watch Brandon Joseph and J.R. Brown, I see a lot of similarities just in terms of guys that I think really understand the game. Like they play like they understand the game. They showcase this playmaking, ball hawking ability, and they know what to do. They just don't have the best athleticism. It's just, it's interesting to me here how different they're talked about kind of in this space right now. Whereas one guy seems to still be going up while the other guy's going down. I think, like you said, it's all about the expectations not meeting them. Brown's clearly a little bit better athlete, but not like significantly. So I just, just interesting kind of dichotomy there. Um, last guy, Ronnie Hickman out of Ohio state. He's a guy that yeah. I, I actually kind of enjoyed. I enjoyed watching him because he's, he's a little different than a lot of guys in this class. I think he's mostly a box guy. He's going to be a, more of a strong safety the way he plays, but watching him come up and play the run engage with blocks. I actually thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's a little bit different than a lot of the other safeties in this class, but yet I don't hear too many guys talk about him at all. No, I mean, I know he, he got banged up in, in the All-Star game. Plowsess didn't finish out the week there, too. Again, tested good, not great. He's a skinnier safety, but he's a box guy, as you mentioned. It's not really fit for everybody. Um, so I, I think that's probably why he's not going to be a, a free, strong safety hybrid guy. He's not necessarily a special teams guy. He's a good example of like a damn good football player who may start, but I'm not sure what his role is if he's not a, a starter, right? He's not a guy that can play both safety spots. So it's like a tackle, right? If it's only a right tackle, backup only, you know, how lots you'd have that guy too. But I think for right. Ronnie, he's a backup, strong safety, situational guy. And again, he's going to get picked. Enough teams like him too, but I think his upside is, is not as high as I thought it could be coming in. We're going to take a break and we'll be back with a game called Eric Galco. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply hosts the KCSN Draft Show. We appreciate your support of KC Sports Network. Please leave a review if you think others would like the show. And don't forget to download our new free app. Just search KC Sports Network on the App Store or Google Play. Keeping you up to date, KCSN. All right. Welcome back from break, guys. Well, my first back from break, Ken. Thanks for throwing me in. <laughs> I know. I just thought he was a liar. So I think we, we talked about safeties enough. I know Kent was an anti-safety guy coming in, so we talked about safeties more than Kent even wanted to. But um, for what is, what, the week before the draft now, I think the as NFL teams, probably at the end of this week, are going to finish up the Chiefs included. They're going to finish up their draft board. They're going to know who they're taking. They're going to know what the scenarios might be. They know what their board's going to be. And I think they're already starting to play that game theory. All right, here's on the board. Who are we taking? So I thought, hey, I'll pin it back on you guys. I'll grade your answers, of course, because I love grading people's answers. I love giving out grades. 
Um, but I want to give you guys, hey, assume, forget who else could be on the board. I'm going to tell you guys these three different scenarios. Hey, these are the three players on our board available, and you have to make the argument for which one we should take at that spot, right? So don't worry about like, hey, is this guy on the board? Assume these are the only three guys we're considering in this spot. So look, I'll go with the one that I think is very possible on draft night first, all right? On the board, Chiefs on the clock at pick 31, last pick of the first round. It's been a long day, right? Everyone else in Kansas City besides you guys have been drinking all day long. They want to see the pick. You got Quinn Johnson, Mozzie Smith, and Cam Smith on the board. So you got a receiver, a D-tackle, and a corner. No edge rusher, right? Edge rushers, all the good ones you want are off the board. Not one to trade back for. There's no trading back here. Those are your three guys. Quinn Johnson, Mozzie Smith, Cam Smith. Maddie, we'll start with you. Who is your pick of those three guys to take in the first round? Well, I mean, what's the grading scale here, right? Like, what am I being graded on? Uh, <laughs> you're graded on your uh, answer as well as if you're correct on draft night. Okay, okay. Well, okay, here's it. I'm pulling up my the organizing my draft board right now to see exactly who I have rated the highest. I think I know who's got the highest grade on here. Yeah, so okay. Quinn Johnson is the highest grade on the KCS and draft board of these guys. Um, he is a numerically, what, please. Was, hold on, hold on. Eighty-six point oh, eighty-six. He's not. I'm um, as well. Okay. Oh, oh wait. Oh, my, okay. Sorry. Yes. Sorry. We. I think your next count. Your next count. Okay. Maddie, talk. Right. There's a positional value filter that I didn't have on. Okay. So okay. Understood. With the positional value filter. Cam Smith, highest rated guy at eighty-six point five two, which is just under a first round grade. It's a very. It's like one of the earliest second round grades we have. If it was just my grade, he would be a first round grade. So Cam Smith is my highest rated player. I would be, I would, yeah, I, I think I have to follow the board, right? Like at this point in time, you have to follow the board. I'm a little concerned because the Chiefs do have corners right now. It all depends on where our, our talks are with Legereus Steve long term. If we plan on signing Legereus Steve long term, I would probably go Quentin Johnston. If we're not signing Legereus Steve long term, I would go with Cam Smith, the highest player on my board. For this exercise, since Legereus Steve's not under contract, give me the highest rated guy and we'll go Cam Smith. I think that's I think that's a very very strong answer because that is a top fifteen player. I will make the argument for Quentin Johnston, who's a top twenty player for us in the KCSN draft guide as well. But you know, Quentin Johnston, yeah, you know, obviously like uh, historic outlier of a three cone, but still, there's a lot to like about Quentin Johnston. You know, he's not. I mean, we and we spent a lot. We spent you know so much time talking about him. But if we're making the argument right now. He's a big body receiver, a guy with some good instincts in space, a guy with the ball in his hands that can make plays for you. The Chiefs have done a good job of figuring out how to utilize guys and exploit their strengths. Getting Quentin Johnston in space the way that they're able to utilize so many other different players presents a little bit of a different skill set. Um, you know, he's got some ability down the field. Obviously, you want to continue to help him work on, um, you know, catching the football, using a little bit better technique more consistently. You have some questions about the route tree that you're going to be able to utilize with him. It may not be as complete as some other guys, but you put him with those long strides on a vertical plane. I think you can build a good, con you, know, you can build enough concepts around him to exploit his strengths while getting him the ball in his hands in manufactured touches and on some stuff underneath. So I'll go with Quinton Johnston. He may not be the most ready of all the top kind of receivers in this draft, but I think he's a strong player that you can exploit his strengths and you're adding talent to a group that desperately needs it. I'll make the Mozzie Smith case. Um, I'll play the hard role here. I think that, hey, defensive tackle has been a strength for the Chiefs. Defensive line has been a strength, right? Defensive front seven pass rush for a long time. 
want to keep that to be the case. It's not a very deep defensive tackle class. There's not many athletes in this entire draft class like Mozzie Smith could be. His upside is through the roof if he hits. He and Chris Jones for the next how many years is tough to beat. And pretty strong corner class in round two, round three. Pretty strong receiver class round two, round three. Pat Mahomes made it work with lesser receivers. They hit on three receivers last year. Maybe it's not a short-term need. I think for a team looking to go back to the Super Bowl, I think adding a defensive tackle makes um, the most sense. But I'll leave it there. I think the answer is Cam Smith, um, but I think that'll be that's a real discussion on draft night. All right, scenario number two. The board has, has, has fallen off a cliff. A lot of guys went earlier than we expected. It's, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. Um, we got uh, our top receiver, one of our top players left, surprising as it may be, because our board is not quite the KCSN board. Jalen Hyatt is available. Jalen Duncan, offensive tackle from Maryland, and Felix from Kansas State are all available. I mean, can't you go first this round? Hey, is this, is this the first round? This, this, does this, it matter? This is third overall selection, Kat. This is 31st overall selection. Uh, I'm going to go with Felix Anadike Uzan. So right. I understand, like, you know, the, the need for receiver. I think Good pronunciation, by the way. Good pronunciation. That, Thank you. So. I've been working. Adetame Adeboware, too. So I'm, wow. I'm, I'm getting there. Yeah. Hey, Holly, I've got nine days Nailed to it. go. I call uh, I call him Felix. I don't even I, I do this for a living. I don't even fucking call him his whole name. So good yeah. for him. Well, he's a local kid, so. Um yeah. yeah, so I I like I I think the receiver is the biggest need for this team, but I think I'd rather play in the tier two of the receiver uh position than go and grab Jalen Hyatt. And I like Jalen Duncan a lot. I think the best player on the board and the best player on the board for us too, uh in the KCSN draft guide. I, well, actually, and no, I think Jalen Hyatt's a little bit higher for us, but I, I like Felix Anadeki as I'm a personally a little bit more than I like Jalen Hyatt um you know he's not the biggest guy he's not necessarily the biggest C Spagnolo fit uh when it comes to the density but the way he plays the run he was asked to play as a four eye he was asked to play the run a little bit differently so he's got a more diverse skill set there um I think he's got a little bit of ability to pressure up the arc he's not the most fluid you know loose hit guy that's going to be able to turn the corner as consistently as some other guys but I think you're going to get a uh, the ability to develop a, a pass rush plan as a you know as he goes on, you've already seen him have some production. He's got some counter moves that he's able to execute to you know to cross the face of a tackle, and he's really good against the run. I think that's a good formula that you're getting at the bottom of round one. Obviously, there's some questions and concerns for me personally because he didn't you know he didn't complete the testing profile and chose not to run, chose not to show his ten yard split, some of his explosiveness. Uh, which is definitely a little bit of a red flag for me, but I think still in the scenario, I'm taking Felix Anadike Uzama out of Kansas State. And it's a local kid. That doesn't matter. Maddie? I I mean, again, I, I feel like he made it a little easy. I can just sit here and say, hey, look at my board. Jalen Hyatt's the guy that we have graded the highest. I also have him graded a little bit higher than Felix. Very close again, but he's the highest graded guy I have out of this group. Um, I, one On vibes alone, I would love to say Jalen Duncan. I like him. I like the potential that there's an offensive tackle. He just didn't grade out as high as either of the other two guys. So it was kind of a two-man race. Hyatt's a little bit higher. I think, I, when I look at Jalen Hyatt, I think there's some flaws in his, like, complete receiver profile, right? Like, he's very much a, I don't want to say one-trick pony, but it's a very specialized role. Problem is, I can think of one offense that's utilized that specialized role going back, like, two decades incredibly well, and it's Andy Reid's offense. Like, so, I can see how he opens up the rest of that offense. Maybe... His specific stats, production, however you want to measure that, don't end up being quite what you would want out of pick 31. 
but the amount of space that I think Hyatt would create playing with Patrick Mahomes in the rest of this offense for a Sky Moore, a Kadarius Tony, Travis Kelsey to operate underneath, I see a ton of impact beyond just what his production is going to be. So yeah, I'll take Jalen Hyatt. We'll trust a coach that has done a good job over the years of utilizing these speedy wide receivers vertically down the field, and we'll teach him how to you know maybe run off the line of scrimmage and beat press from time to time just so he can use that speed as a threat. I'll take Duncan in this scenario. Um, Duncan is, I think, an underappreciated tackle a little bit. He's a pretty good athlete. I think he had really impressive film the last year and a half at Maryland. I think at worst case, he can be a guard if need be as well because he can kind of move well enough in this area to be a guard and work up field too. And also, talk about on the tackle broadcast, right? But like, there's not a lot of tackles in this class. If the Chiefs don't get one in round one, finding a starter in round two, round three is asking for a lot, right? You're banking on a Wanya Moore for somebody else that would be in, in round two, round three, and they may not be there when the Chiefs want to pick again based off value. So I think Duncan is, hey, in a situation where maybe all these guys are not your top 25, 30 guys, I'll take Duncan. And then Hyatt, some risk there. What he could be in the NFL, he might be a quote-unquote bust um, in terms of, you know, is the skill going to translate beside the speed? Felix, not necessarily the best fit. So um, that's why Duncan, I think, makes the most sense. I would guess that the pick would be Felix, but that's just my read on what the Chiefs might do. All right, number three, my favorite one. Uh-oh. Well, let's go. You've been calling around before the draft, right, just to see what trips would be, and the Chargers tell you they're on the clock at 21. The Chargers, right, division rival. They're like, hey, we really want to get out of this pick. You can have the 21st pick, give us next year's third, and your second fourth rounder this year. And you're like, holy crap, that is a steal. That's like, we cannot believe it. And we're going to take a good way to play of the Chargers because we have this pick. Oh, man. So you say, done. We'll figure out later who we're taking. You pull a Carolina Panthers or whatever, right? I'll figure out later, right? So you're at 21. You only gave up a, a, a late day three, late day two pick next year, early day three pick this year, and your three guys are on the board. Miles Murphy, Darnell Wright, Zay Flowers. Ooh. All available with the 21st overall pick. You get just ahead of the Ravens. And the Vikings, who like probably like Zay and the Giants, right? You get just ahead of the Vikings and the Ravens, who might like Miles Murphy. You get just ahead of a lot of teams who love to have Darn Wright be their right tackle. Uh, Maddie, I'll let you go first. Of those three guys, we're at twenty-one. Who you Wait, so this is this one's tricky because this is the first time that I might have to branch away from the board because this is kind of shifted post the KCSN draft guide coming out. Miles Murphy would be the highest graded guy on the board. Some tweaks that I have made to my own personal board since then have adjusted this to where I have Miles Murphy and Zay Flowers pretty much neck and neck here. And I'm looking here, and I've talked about it a few times this offseason, I think the Chiefs can get by with their defensive end room, especially if they're going to bring back a veteran defensive end, such as a Frank Clark or a Carlos Dunlap. Bring back one of those guys, and you have Karloftis, uh, Charles O'Minahue, that veteran, Mike Dana. I don't know if I feel the urge, the need to make sure you draft the defensive end in round one, whereas I have a much harder time seeing how this Chiefs' current wide receiver group replaces what they lost with Juju Smith-Schuster and McCole Hardman. McCole Hardman got a little bad rap in Kansas City, but he was very effective the way the Chiefs used him. So I'm looking at Zay Flowers. I see a guy that can win short, intermediate, and deep. He can play inside. He can play outside. He can actually be consistent, which is the one thing they don't have. Yes, there's a little bit of overlap with Skymore and Kadarius Tony. I fully admit that. But at the wide receiver talent, I don't think I can pass up, especially in this class. I'm not as high on the rest of this wide receiver class. I don't think I'm getting another guy that fits what the Chiefs actually need at the position, which is consistency later on. So I would take Zay Flowers. Before I make my argument, that is the correct answer. 
especially because I can't can make the art. Sorry, can't. Come on. Well, <laughs> sorry. That's the right. I mean, it's not like Miles Murphy's a hard argument to make here. It's that, not. A, and I, I, but I'll be honest with you. Part of me is, and I, I'll, I can maybe even bleed a little bit of my argument into I'll, why I'll just, I'll just take Darnell Wright for the sake of it here, even though I do agree Miles Murphy's the best player on the board. Um, I think there's a lot of day two Steve Spagnuolo defensive ends, and I think that's the big argument when you're looking at that as well. Is you know, th- I think there's a bigger drop off with wide receiver, you know, than there is at you know some of these other two positions. But <clears throat> I'll make the argument for for um, for Darnell Wright here because I do think we can get a defensive end, especially since we haven't had to give up a ton of draft capital. We can go get a defensive end in day two of this draft, and we can even be a little frisky if we're feeling like it because we've gotten such great value at 21 and trade up and grab a, a, a another defense, a, a better defensive end if we really like it. So I'll make the argument for Darnell Wright, a guy who played next to Trey Smith at Tennessee. So you're getting a guy that's going to plug in right away, have some chemistry already with your right guard. Uh, you're getting a plug-and-play right tackle. You're continuing to build the wall about around Patrick LeVon Mahomes. And you're still going to be able, you've got the flexibility to be able to go get your edge in day two of this draft. There's still some guys that, you know, the length, the density, the size, the ability to play the run obviously maybe a little bit more stiff than some of the guys you want. You're going to find some value in day two at the edge position, I think. Go grab your tackle, build that wall for Patrick Mahomes, and you're, I think you've got a guy that's going to step in beautifully for the for the Chiefs just you know with the history with Trey Smith and the fact that this is a really good offensive line already. Maddie, pretty selfish that I can't make the Zay Flowers argument right now. But <laughs> I know Miles, it was. I, you're going to say Miles Murphy. I'm like, nice. You're going to say that. Kendall will do me a solid and pick Darnell. I'll get Zay in it. No, but to make the argument for himself, which I think is a real – Interesting one is that again, keep it a strength of strength. Um, but also, you guys got um, Justin Ford at receiver. You're good at receiver now. Justin Ross. Uh, Justin Ross. Justin Ford. Justin Ross. That was Murphy's Ross. old teammate, yeah. Justin Ross. Yeah, you guys are good. You have Justin Ross. You're fine there. Um, you don't need that. And tackles you can find later. That's easy. You don't need Darnell right. But um, I, I do think that Miles and Darnell could definitely be on the board in the early 20s, though. I think they're likely to go earlier, but I, I don't think it's any sort of lock that they'll be in the top 15, 20 picks. Zay, I think, is also unlikely to be there in the 20s, too. But, man, stealing Zay from the Chargers? Mm. Idiots. Idiots. They yeah. Delicious. How would the Chargers let that get away? Like, imagine just being the Chargers in that situation, like, trading away from any, I mean, I would say any of these kind of top four receivers, if you like them at all, just to let the Chiefs take them. Like, ooh, that's a that's one that could pain you for a long time. Like, that's a that's a bold strategy. So, hey, all right, it's not, it's I'm done not hosting. Home. That's it. Yeah. My, my host duties are off. Oh, he's out. That's okay. It. That was. Gonna a, throw a, I was going to throw out a commercial, but I don't have a commercial ready to go. For, there's, for there's no commercials. It's time to close out the show. Do you want us to close out? Do you want to close out the show? No, I'm terrified. <laughs> All right, that's fine. That was Eric Galco host the KCSN draft show, and that's the end of the KCSN draft show. Thank you all so much. We'll catch you later. Well, that segment back. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.